What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, here we go. Week 10 begins. In about 12 hours, there will be no Khalil Herbert. It looks like there will be no... Justin Fields, so we'll update you on how we feel about that game. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. Starters it for the AFC home games with one exception. We're going to save Detroit and the Chargers for tomorrow. I think we got some good games this week. Not the primetime games, Blah, as Heath would say, but we got some good games this week. What are you guys looking forward to? Uh, what games? Yeah. Um, the Detroit one is a good one. Look yeah. forward to seeing that one. I think what else? We got San Francisco, Jackson. We got we got the Cincinnati, Houston game. I Cleveland, Baltimore might be a little low scoring, but fired up for that. I actually think the you know you said the prime time. I actually think the Denver Buffalo game could be fun. Hope so. Hope so. Broncos. You know who hopes it's not is Bills fans. <laughs> that would yeah, not be a competitive game at all. Speaks to where the Bills are right now. Yeah, and I think I imagine they missed the playoffs. They have, they have the second hardest schedule going forward. And they're and they're the currently playoffs. not in the playoffs. Yeah, wild. Um, but with such great teams on by, I'm glad we have such a, a nice slate. Today's episode is presented by Salesforce, and the seven games we'll be looking at today: Houston at Cincinnati, San Francisco at Jacksonville, Cleveland at Baltimore, Green Bay at Pittsburgh, Indianapolis at New England, Denver at Buffalo, and I do have a pretty good read on Gabe Davis this week. And the Jets are at Las Vegas. <laughs> but uh, all right, we're going to get into the players we love. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So, Jamie, who is the start of the week? The start of the week is Ramondre Stevenson. I'm expecting him to have one of his better games. He's obviously been playing much better of late. Uh, not a lot of huge games over that span, but 14.5 PPR points in three of his last four. The role in the passing game is what I like the most, and we saw last week without Kendrick Bourne, third time in the last four games with at least six targets. I think that will continue, and really that's what it's about. But you're also facing a Colts team that has struggled to defend the run for the majority of the season, but certainly since they lost Grover Stewart, three running backs in the last three games. It didn't happen last week with the Panthers, but... Three running backs in the last three games have scored at least 15.1 PPR points. So I still think this is a game that we'll see the Colts, the Patriots, be competitive against Colts. I don't think they're going to get blown out. Uh, I think, you know, you saw Stevenson could still have a breakaway run and help you help you that way. But really, I think his involvement in the passing game, what this team looks like, and the opponent lends itself to him being, with the teams on a buy and the injuries, a top 10 running back for week number 10. And you mentioned Grover Stewart and his suspension, but also Zaire Franklin, who still leads the NFL in tackles with 102. Linebacker for the Colts, he did not practice. He missed last week's game and did not practice on Wednesday. So Ramondre Stevenson, your start of the week. Keith, who do you love? Marquise Brown. We've got Kyler Murray back. Welcome back, Kyler Murray. I wouldn't mind waiting one week to see Kyler um, before I start him. Like He's a high-end QB, too. But if you just look at what Marquise Brown did last year, when it was him and Kyler Murray and no DeAndre Hopkins, he was a top six fantasy wide receiver. I don't know that he's quite that good this week or rest of season, but I do have him ranked in my top 10. I do think he'll be a top 15 guy the rest of the year. If you, you still have an opportunity to go see if you can buy him somewhere in between that wide receiver 35 range that he's been and the wide receiver 15 guy that we expect him to be. Yeah, those six games with Kyler without Hopkins on pace for 122 catches, 1,374 yards, eight touchdowns on 181 targets. So we're hoping for something like that. That would be wonderful uh, for Marquise Brown. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, how about the players to avoid this week? Oh, wait, you know what? I, I, let me go back. I was a little surprised to see the Aaron Jones ranking. Maybe it's just a, it feels like a, maybe actually a good week for running backs. But um, I thought Aaron Jones would be higher. You guys have him around 20th. And if I would call him a player I love this week. I'm excited. Huge workload last week. 24 touches. Maybe you guys want to see it one more time. But uh, I, I just love it. And, and also, I think four, four or more targets in... 
three straight games, so you got that. Like to me, he just feels like a layup as a start. Aaron Jones, I, you guys agree? I th- I'm not really considering. What's that? I don't think he's a layup. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not considering sitting him really. But like, how many times have we seen something change on a team with usage one week, and the next week it's not that great? And I think this Steelers defense is a lot better than this Packers offense. I think I don't know. Well, I, don't know. I mean, the Steelers think they're not that good on defense, especially against the pass. I think they give up the fifth most. They give up the fifth most points to wide receivers. Their secondary is not that good. They're I don't, I don't buy that anymore, though. Why? I just think that we're going to see better defense moving forward now that they're healthy on the defensive line. I just don't. I mean, when was the last time they had a good secondary? It's been a little while. I feel. Um, well, you also have a corner, and Joey Porter Jr. is getting better as the year goes on. Yeah. And and look, Micah Fitzpatrick's still banged up right now, so I right. take that into account. But you know, not that that was the greatest example last week. But that shows you, I think, what they can do to a team that's not exactly sound right now. And I don't think the Packers passing game is sound. All right, but Derrick Henry had a good game last week, you know. So the Steelers, they give up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. Aaron Jones, I I get it with the usage. He has five to six targets and and three to four catches in three straight games. So I love that. And uh, I don't don't know why they'd go back to A.J. Dillon after giving Jones 20 carries last week. But all right, fair enough. He is ranked as a starter and... I, my vibe, my sense is that this is a better running back week than what we typically have. I don't know if you guys feel that way. Yeah, I mean, given the uh, the the players who are off, right? It's it's better than I think you might expect. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily a great week, but it's better than you might expect. I also think that for all the quarterbacks that we're missing, it's actually not a bad week for quarterbacks. It's kind of kind of how some of the matchups have lined up. You know, like where Baker could be decent, where Dobbs could be decent, where Russell Wilson could be decent. You know, these, these guys are all in some somewhat favorable spots that it wasn't like, oh, my God, do I have to start Tyson Bajan tonight. You know, like I, I can actually get some decent bi-week replacements that were available on waivers. So I think my running back blob starts at 22 this week. <laughs> and this is dependent on James Conner being back. If he's not there, then it's going to start at 21. Um, but I think last week it was 18. So it's right. it's a slightly better Week, yeah. yeah, that feels better. Uh, all right, players to avoid this week. Heath, who you got? I think I know who Jamie's going to say. It'd be kind of fun to steal his guy back to back shows. Do it, do it. But I will. I will. I'll just. I'll, I'll go Amari Cooper instead. And listen, he's he's performed in some moments where I didn't think he was going to this season, and so I understand with his profile, it's kind of like Super Gabe Davis profile. They're just throwing it to him over and over and over, way down the field. Um, that maybe he hits one of those big plays and it still works out, but he's on the road. The Ravens defense is just phenomenal. And I think this is a really low scoring game. So I would like to stay away from Amari Cooper if I can. He's not a top 30 wide receiver for me. I agree. I don't know about the road thing anymore. He's played only three road games this year. He had seven catches for 90 yards at Pittsburgh. They're so good. He had uh, six catches for 89 yards at Seattle. Um, and then he had a terrible game uh, at Indianapolis when the Browns threw for 183 yards. But, uh, but yeah, you guys don't like Amari Cooper, and the Ravens obviously are terrific, and they give up the six fewest. I'd feel pretty great series. if I didn't start any Browns. If I no, no Browns in my lineup, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jamie, who are you avoiding? Um, Devontae Adams. Uh, yep. Don't love the setup <laughs> for him against the Jets. They're number one against uh, wide receivers this year. We know what Adams has done really the majority of the season, but he hasn't scored a touchdown since week three. Four of his last five games have been completely miserable. 
And despite the fact of the quarterback change, you know, we were hoping for a better performance last week. And I don't know if that's on him as much as it's just how the game unfolded against the Giants. But this is just one of those matchups where if he was playing well, we'd be concerned. And the fact that he's struggling right now, I think it's, I don't want to say somewhat easy to bench him, but it's somewhat easy to bench him. And, you know, you see, you know, Dave Slezen ranked as a starter, but that's much lower than than most weeks. And Heath and I are basically out unless you're using him in a three receiver league. And, that you know, there are some guys I have ranked behind him. Like, I, I can make the case that those guys are better than him, too. So it's just right now it's 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 tough for Devontae Adams. But I'll go back to what I said yesterday. Make some low ball offers because if you don't have to play him this week and you can carry him just to see what happens coming after the Jets game, there might be some better performances ahead. That's Devontae Adams. He's about 30th for Jamie and Heath. He's 18th for Dave. And uh, would you rather start Devontae Adams against the Jets or Amari Cooper at the Ravens? I have them basically back-to-back. I would go with Adams over Cooper. Adams. The one thing I wanted to say, the the stat of the game I had for Jets-Raiders, which is going to be the last game, which is actually the side of the game and not a side dish, is the right side of the formation. And that is where... Sauce Gardner lines up as the left cornerback. And that is not really where Adams spends a lot of time. Uh, about 32% of his snaps come there. He's, he's in the slot a decent amount, and he's out wide on the left side of the formation much more often than he is on the right side. So I thought that might help him, uh, but it's not like... I mean, the Jets give up the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. But I did want to get your take on that. L- yet last week, actually, it was weird. I mean... Um, I don't know why, but there were a few points where Sauce Gardner actually followed Quentin Johnston and shadowed him. But for the most part, he doesn't really move. So does it make you feel any better that if Gardner doesn't move, you probably won't get a ton of Gardner on on Adams? I, you know, that could also be a negative because if they're going to leave Gardner on an island to defend Jacoby Myers, they'll slant more coverage in the direction of Devontae. Because you can free up a safety to, you know, right. stay on that side of the field. Plus, you also have, you know, you know, Dave referenced this in a game earlier about Vic Fangio knowing the Eagles and being on the staff. Who knows Devontae Adams well on the Jets? Yeah, the the offensive coordinator. Well, the quarterback. Oh, you well, yeah. I think he probably so, like, he probably likes Adams more than he likes the Jets, though. He's probably not going to. No, he's on the sideline with the headset on, talking. <laughs> you know, I, he, he might he might be giving some tips. You know, hey, he likes this. He does that. You know, not that that necessarily means they're going that leads to him being shut down, but it's just another thing or two that may help a corner. And DJ Reed's a pretty good one too. You yeah. know, help a corner to to know a thing or two about what Devontae's doing. But the pass is going to be on Aiden O'Connell. It's going to be a rough day. Aaron Rodgers is still thinking he's going to the playoffs this year. True. Yeah. And, a couple and of playing nights. Right. I um, will say this. I did this last night. If if Rodgers was dropped in a super flex league or two, two QB league and you have an IR spot, you should absolutely be carrying. Uh, okay. So to recap, start of the week's Ramondre Stevenson, Heath Lubbs, Marquise Brown, avoiding Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper. And we're watching Inside the Lines on YouTube, youtube.com slash sportsline. This is Sportsline's new show, Inside the Lines. Takes you behind the scenes with the brains behind the Sportsline simulation, sh- uh, showing you line movement throughout the week, injuries that will impact matchups, and early value plays that use the model's project- uh, projections. It's also going to help me read. Get ahead of the lines and the public every weekday with data and analysis that you can't find anywhere else at youtube.com slash sportsline. And this is every weekday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Good stuff. 
News and notes. Let's talk about this game tonight. Justin Fields, doubtful. Khalil Herbert, likely out. Heath, how does this change things? Um, DJ Moore now compared to Adams and Cooper. I think maybe. Did you say this, Jamie, earlier in the week that you wish that Herbert just wait one more week so we could confidently start Her- Foreman? Well, we can confidently start Foreman yeah. is the way that I would view it. He's, he's, a, he's a number two running back. I dropped DJ Moore a little bit because while we weren't ranking Fields, I still had hope. Moore's a, re- a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. I would still start him over Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper. Cole Komet is a borderline top 12 tight end, but it'd be hard to sit him after what he's done lately. Ugh, sucks. <laughs> just I'm Honestly, really, though, I think really just sucks from the quarterback perspective. I, the DJ like Moore. The, ceiling, I mean, DJ the ceiling's Moore. lower. The yeah. ceiling's lower for Moore and, and Komet, but they're still, I think, going to perform well enough. Okay. Gabe Davis or not good. Gabe Davis or DJ Moore? DJ Moore. Uh DJ Moore. Okay. Um De- Deontay. Let's go. I was with your Gabe Davis knowledge. You want to know? Okay, you want All right, listen. What if I told you that I could tell you exactly what Gabe Davis is going to do for less than $12? I'm glad you got your Magic 8 ball. I did. I went to I went to Amazon, I got my Magic 8 ball. Gonna take it out of the package right now, and this Please, is what I hope it's broken. This I is what, broken. I know you know I haven't even tested it yet. This is it what has we're to charge do. or it needs batteries or something. <laughs> no. It's got it's got to not work right now. Please, <laughs> this is what we're gonna do with Gabe Davis. Okay, should I start Gabe Davis this week? Let's see. Oh, this. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I can't even read it. Oh, it says don't count on it. I don't know if you can see that. But no, you can't. No, really no we we can't. You actually have to hold the part where we could read. You're Why absolutely not even coming. You're holding close. the wrong side. <laughs> there, no, see, it's hard. Oh my god, nobody can see that. No, no, it's chance. a really bad eight ball. But it says don't count on it. So there you go. Gabe Davis is solved. Wow. Uh, and I, now I'm out I of focus. I think Garrett Top's job is safe as the prop guy. <laughs> I was more of a Gallagher guy, JB. I'm gonna go get a watermelon. Good. Do it right in your house. I'm begging you. Tommy DeVito's gonna start for the Giants. Uh, running back news, James Conner was limited and Amari DiMercato mispracticed. We're hopeful that James Conner is going to play this week. Uh, Damian Pierce mispracticed again. Ken Walker mispracticed with a chest injury. That's a new injury for him. Uh, David Montgomery practiced in full. We get a little more nervous about guys if they miss Thursday's practice, not so much Wednesday. So we're not going to make... This is Adam, by the way. Hey, can you read what's on my phone? (laughs) No, I should... Yeah, you're kind of right. Mike... Damn it. Uh, <laughs> wide receiver news. Justin Jefferson can return any time in the next 21 days, but he's unlikely to play this week against the Saints. Jamar, this this is the big story, right? I mean, Jamar Chase is questionable, and T. Higgins. <laughs> T. Higgins was limited with a hamstring injury that he apparently suffered in practice, Jamie. So we got to be a little nervous here about the Bengals passing game, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's it. The poor team. Every time they start to get going and looking like they're going to be one of the best teams in the league, something happens. You know, um, pick up Tyler Boyd. Make sure he's rostered. Um, Irv Smith has got a favorable matchup if he's going to be the guy. We saw last week that they'll use multiple tight ends just to get the job done. But yeah, just I hope to see Chase and Higgins out there. I really do. Yeah, the the I think I'm more worried about Higgins than I am Chase. Right now, we'll yeah. see. Like they were talking on the broadcast about how sore Jamar Chase was going to be. We, I think, we kind of knew that early practice in the week was was doubtful, but a week later he ought to be okay. Higgins popping up with a new hamstring injury on a Wednesday is is very concerning considering his history. 
I can't believe how bad this Magic 8-Ball is. I got one of well, the more like, expensive You ones. opened by saying four less than $12. No, they're really you, cheap. You went and bought the cheapest Magic 8-Ball. I bought one of the more expensive on... ones. <laughs> Adam went to Adam Adam Googled Magic 8-Ball, but his finger slipped and hit nine. And <laughs> oh, that's about no, not You don't want to do that. Uh, hit seven. <laughs> Okay, uh, Jamar or Jahan Dotson, excuse me, missed practice for personal reasons, but he is going to play. He'll be back. He'll play this week. Curtis Samuel was back at practice, so that does kind of uh, potentially hurt Jahan Dotson. What do you think, Jahan Dotson or DJ Moore? Moore. Uh, Christian Watson practice. He's not in the concussion protocol. Zay Jones was limited. DJ Chark doubtful for tonight. Devontae Parker back at practice. Demario Douglas limited with an ankle injury. Drake London practice, so that's good. KJ Osborne mispracticed with a concussion. Nico Collins was limited with a calf injury. Michael Wilson was limited. He might get back this week. JSN mispracticed with a hip injury. And Josh Downs mispracticed. So right now I would say we're not expecting Josh Downs. Uh, they are in Germany this week against the Patriots. And tight end Cole Komet's going to play tonight. Let's see the big offensive line news. We got two. We got both offensive tackles for the Titans missing practice. We saw they got so beat up in uh, in week nine. Trent Williams still out, still missing practice, so that stinks. Green Bay and Arizona both have a couple of offensive linemen on the injury report. Cleveland, we know they're going to be without their left tackle for a while. Their right tackle, Dewan Jones, missed practice. Patriots left tackle, Trent Brown, missed practice. I'm pretty sure he missed last week's game. Giants right tackle, Evan Neal, is week to week. Raiders left tackle, Colton Miller, missed practice with a shoulder injury. And Baltimore, good news here, Baltimore right tackle Morgan Moses practice. They could get him back for the Cleveland game, and they're going to need all the help they can get against that defense. Big defensive news, Zaire Franklin, I already mentioned that, Colts uh, leading tackler, NFL's leading tackler. He missed practice. Uh, For Green Bay, Quay Walker missed practice. So did Jair Alexander. I think Alexander should be fine. He played last week. Um, okay, we like the matchup for Will Levis. We've been talking about how bad the Buccaneers' pass defense has been. And Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, two starting cornerbacks, both mispracticed for them. Um, and then we're going to keep an eye on the Texans against the Bengals because the Bengals obviously are dealing with their wide receiver injuries, but the Texans, two key players missing practice to start the week. Safety, Jimmy Ward, and edge rusher, Will Anderson, the number three pick in the NFL draft. But isn't uh, Stingley potentially coming back? Yeah, he's he's designated to return from IR. Um, I don't know how often guys come back the first week, but yes, Derek Stingley, second year cornerback, he's eligible to return from IR. Oh, I hope there's one guy that comes back. James Conner? No. Who? Achan? No. Wait, who? Keep going. A little higher. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. Let me ask the eight ball. <laughs> Uh, just see like a line here, so I don't know what it says. Who else? Who am I missing? The number. Oh, one Jefferson. No, I already said he's not coming back this week. Probably not. <laughs> Philadelphia linebacker Nakobe Dean could go on IR. Uh, you can look at uh, Cunningham and Morrow, I think, to get more tackles there in IDP. And uh, Minka Fitzpatrick missed pat- practice for the Steelers. And that is your defensive news. And we will be right back with one question for each game. Stick around. Seven games coming up. And we'll talk about them right after this break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Houston at Cincinnati. How confident are you in the Texans passing game coming off that crazy performance last week? Very confident. Mostly because of who's missing this week. Okay. Okay. San Francisco's at Jacksonville. Rank the wide receivers. Debo, Ayuk, Ridley, Kirk. Uh, Ayuk, Debo. No, Ayuk, Kirk, Debo, Ridley. Oh, okay. Kirk, so let's see if you guys, how different you are in the Christian Kirk ranking here. 15th for Jamie, 24th for Heath in PPR. Jamie, go. I just think he's been the most reliable guy in a game where they were still not going to get a lot of vertical passes from Trevor Lawrence because he's going to be getting the ball out quick because of the pass rush. So I think he'll still be the leader in targets. I hope Calvin really has a good game, but we really haven't seen that consistently. And so with a pass rush, it's going to be better. How this offense is mostly operated, Kirk's the one I trust the most. Yeah, the touchdowns have been good, and the fantasy production has has mostly been good. But I do – worry a little bit like his last three games for Christian Kirk it's just six six targets or fewer and he's not generally the type of guy who makes a lot of big plays so if he's not a high target wide receiver I, I get a little bit worried about him um, someone's commenting here as we talk about this game this is definitely the game of the week should have saved it for Dave yeah the, like all of the best games I feel like are in the NFC or the AFC home game, which is why you saved Lions and Chargers That's for tomorrow. One of the reasons, yeah. But you know, I, I can always find a clever way to uh, to bring up the others. I've got something planned. I've got something planned. Uh, Cleveland's at Baltimore. Who are you confident in in this matchup? It's, again, to to use the word confident in a week where we're down a lot of like Lamar Jackson. I'm not benching him. But I don't think he's going to have a monster game. I mean, Mark Andrews is the answer here. Andrews and Lamar, I'm starting. That's it. Yeah, like that's. Yeah, I guess if 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 we're just using it based on the word confident, though, that's the tough part. Yeah, uh, would you start Stroud or Jackson? Jackson. Stroud. Oh, let me see how I ranked. I'm going to Jackson. That's Stroud higher. You don't. Back to back, right? Yeah. yeah, Jackson four, Stroud five. I mean, Lamar's had a good game against them. Um, yeah, I think it was a lot of rushing. 
if I recall. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he does. That he, do, he does time. do that. It's true. Yeah. Did I tell you? Did I say this? I know I said it on Monday. Lamar Jackson is one of five quarterbacks that does not have a twenty-yard touchdown pass this year. As long as touchdown pass is seventeen yards. So take the under. He's in a bad. He's in a bad list there. Bad company. All right, Green Bay. I do have Pitt- confidence in the Ravens DST. I will say that. Okay. Uh, Green Bay is at Pittsburgh. Are we sitting Christian Watson and George Pickens with Pickens with maybe the squeakiest of the squeaky wheels of the season? Uh, Christian Watson and Pickens, are they easy guys to sit this week? Watson is easy to sit in all leagues, so I would not even start him in three receiver leagues if you can avoid it. I actually dropped him last night to pick up Russell Wilson in the league where I had Patrick Mahomes and no other quarterbacks. I hated doing that, but I had to. Yeah, well, now you have two bad quarterbacks. Uh, that is true. I have two <laughs> bad quarterbacks. Um, Magic 8-Ball is Adam an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, cannot foretell now. That's a yes. Um, Pickens, I think, is still a starter in three receiver leagues. Yep. Okay. It is a great matchup for Watson. I'll talk about that later, but I know there's really no reason to have confidence. Uh, Indianapolis at New England. Who is a better start at their respective position? Hunter Henry or Demario Douglas? Douglas. Douglas. The Colts are actually very good against tight ends. Denver at Buffalo. I had, yeah, I'll do it. Starter sit Gabe Davis, LOL. Um, Go back to the last nine weeks of shows. Start him in three receiver leagues. Hope for the best. Maybe there's a home road split going on with him. It's the worst Magic 8-Ball ever. Um, I have no answer for you. Uh, Would you start um, Deontay Foreman or Gabe Davis in a half PPR league? Foreman. Foreman. But I would start Gabe over Cooper and Adams. You would. I'm not there yet, but I should be. I had a stat on uh, (laughs) on this game. Uh, Hold on. So, Buffalo. Okay. The Denver. Oh, does, we have a home road thing going on here with Gabe Davis. Denver does not allow a lot of deep completions, and they see the lowest air yards per pass attempt in the NFL. They give up a lot of yak, but they do not give up deep balls. However, even that stat has meant pretty much nothing for Gabe Davis. Um, so, because last week the Bengals are one of the worst deep ball teams in, in defensively, and he had no catches on two targets. Uh, the Raiders, believe it or not, give up the fewest deep completions in the NFL, and he had a huge game against them. So I have nothing on. I have no rhyme or reason. Here's, well, the home here's, his, here's his home road splits. Uh, at the Jets week one, 5.2 PPR points. Home against the Raiders, 21.2. At Washington, 10.3. Home to Miami, 15.1. Home to Jacksonville, 22. Oh, no, that was London, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was London. But they were the home team. <laughs> um, home to the Giants. 3.1, so there's the debunking it. And then 1.6 at New England, 23.7 against Tampa Bay, and at Cincinnati, a donut. Wow, we really do have That is crazy, and this is a home game. All right, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last game. Jets- give me 12 bucks for reading the game log. The Jets and- <laughs> Don't count on it. Uh, Jets and Raiders. <laughs> I was going to say starter sit Devontae Adams. You guys have already said to try to sit him. He's around 30th. So let's see if I'll come up with a different one. Starter sit Garrett Wilson. Must start receiver in PPR. Number two receiver in non-PPR. Yeah, I'm starting him. Let's rock and roll. Houston's at Cincinnati. A lot of injuries to 
factor in here. Obviously, the the Cincinnati wide receivers, but also those two defensive players I mentioned for the Texans, uh, Jimmy Ward at safety, Will Anderson at edge, not practicing. And uh, all right, Cincinnati's defense pretty good, but they do they do allow the second most yards per play in the NFL. They just give up a lot of points, but in their last four games, a lot better. So their defense is getting better. Um, all right, I got some stats of the game. Let's see if you care about this. How many times have multiple receivers scored 14 or more PPR fantasy points against the Bengals this year? Zero times. It has not happened. 14 is always a number I use. It's usually around 20. There's about there's 24 or more wide receivers who average 14 points per game basically every year. Um, so that's kind of what I look for as a number, a good good week in PPR. It not never happened. Uh, two receivers in the same game against the Bengals this year. So, uh, what do you think is going to happen this week? Hope so. Yeah, that would that would be really nice. I I do think, like they haven't played a lot of teams with good number two wide receivers, um, but also like both the Dell and Nico starts are not so much about the fact that they're going to score fourteen every week. It's about the fact that they have the ability to score twenty five in a given week. Um, it's it's hard to guess who's going to be the number one for the Texans. I'm just starting Nico and Tank Dell. I have Collins slightly ahead of Dell, mostly just because of what he's done over the course of the season. But when Dell has seen, I think it's seven plus targets, were his three best games. And you would assume now that he's healthy, that's probably a number he can get to. I don't want to say easily, but it's probably a number he can get to with how bad this run game is. If the Bengals offense is healthy and what they should be able to do offensively, and getting the maybe some point chasing from from the Houston side of things. So I'm hopeful. I do think there's an opportunity here for two guys, one of them being Dalton Schultz, because the Bengals have been so bad against tight ends, especially the last two weeks. George Kittle and Dalton Kincaid murdered them. And so Schultz is on fire right now, hard to get away from him. So if it's Schultz and one of these other guys, that's the tricky part, because I don't think it will be two of the receivers without the tight end. That's just my guess. Yeah, looking further into... Tank Dell's game log. He's played six healthy games. He's got seven games overall, and he left one of them with an injury. In his six healthy games, three games with 20 or more points, three games with 6.4 or fewer. So that's terrible. But but look at the target volume, though. Right, but if you look at it, week one, he played 48% of the snaps. Um, week eight, everyone was bad. They Stroud threw for 140 yards. So there's really only one game that... Tank Dell played a normal snap share and Stroud was good and Dell was bad. And that was week four against the Steelers and he just had a bad game. The Steelers, I say it all the time, they struggle with big outside receivers and they struggled with Collins in that game. So it's actually, I think, more impressive than it looks, the, the, the game log for Tank Dell, because uh, you do see a lot of bad games on there. But really parse it out, I think it's kind of like one bad game only one bad game where, where he where he had the opportunity to be good is what I would say. Um, okay, and what about Noah Brown this week? Any any he's any interest in Noah Brown? Twenty four percent rostered. Uh, I really think and hope that he's going to disappear at some point, but he is a good flex if you don't have one. Like I didn't really put a lot of waiver claims in for him, but I think if you if you look at your roster today and Noah Brown's still available and you hate your flex then he's a guy you throw in there and, hey, maybe he does it again. We got to talk more about C.J. Stroud, obviously. So Stroud, 
is uh, about fifth in the consent. He's sixth in the consensus rankings. Fifth for Jamie, seventh for Dave, and fourth for Heath. Who, you guys have Allen, and right now you have Burrow ahead of him, but I assume that could change. And Dak Prescott against the Giants you have ahead of him. Makes me a little nervous because of game script. <laughs> but uh, Jamie has Jackson ahead of Stroud. Heath does not. But you're starting him over Justin Herbert against the Lions. Yes. Yeah. And Goff at the Chargers. Yeah. And then after that, it's yeah. really not that controversial because you're talking guys like Sam Howell and Russell Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and Josh and Josh Dobbs. So the ranking seems high for Stroud, but it's obviously with Mahomes, Hurts, and Tua on by. It's just not a great quarterback week. Um, the Dak one, I mean, I think I would start Stroud over Dak. I don't know how you guys feel about you're very optimistic on Dak, but eh, maybe I'd start Dak. I think there's there's definitely risk with the game script. You're right, but there's also how good he's been lately, and it's not like the defense is going to provide any resistance. It's more like are the Cowboys going to run or throw in the red zone because yeah. they're going to score. Okay. Um, all right, so we were bullish on the passing game. We're going to sit. If, if um, Pierce is out again, are we still sitting Devin Singletary? Yes. I mean, again, this is the worst team in the NFL in terms of generating fantasy points from their running backs. They've had two games over nine PPR points on the season. Both of them came from Pierce. Singletary did nothing in the passing game last week in a game where CJ Stroud was throwing everywhere and he can't run the ball. So maybe he falls into the end zone. Good luck banking on that. That's happened once, I believe twice this year for the Texans, the running backs. It's just not a good setup. The only tight ends in the consensus rankings that are ahead of Dalton Schultz are Andrews, Kincaid, Hawkinson, and Laporta. On the other side of the ball, you know what to do with the Bengals. But how far could you see dropping Joe Burrow in your rankings? He's currently second. Let's take away Chase. Where does he go? Let's take away, or let's take away just Higgins. Where does he go? Let's take away both of them. Where does he go? Heath, what are the, what's the range of rankings outcomes for Joe Burrow? I could see him down around 10, 11, 12 if he didn't have Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. Um, if he doesn't have Chase and he does have Higgins, then he's probably in that seven-ish range. And if he has Chase but no Higgins, well, I think he's probably okay, and I'll probably leave him in the top five. Agreed. Okay. How about uh, Mixon? We're good to you know, start him. He's, he's, start him. He is who he is. Um, and then... Your thoughts on Tyler Boyd if there's one absence at wide receiver? If one of those guys misses it? I would put Boyd in a similar range to where Amari Cooper and Devontae Adams are. Yeah, he goes from a flex to a number three wide receiver. Yeah. If they're both out? Top 24. Yeah. Okay. If they're both out, Higgins and Chase, any interest in Herb Smith? Uh, yeah, somewhat. I mean, the Texans haven't exactly been great against tight ends, right? Right. Correct. They uh they give up the set. They're actually terrible against tight ends. They're very good against wide receivers. Fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Only Christian Kirk and Rashid Shahid have caught a touchdown against the Texans among wide receivers. Um, they are the only team. The Texans are the only team that has not allowed twenty PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver this season. Um, Michael Pittman was back. This is the last uh, four games for them. Four games for them. Both Atlanta tight ends over 12 PPR points. Taysom Hill has a receiver, 7 for 49. 
Tommy Tremble, the great Tommy Tremble, scored a touchdown. Yeah. And K. Dotton had two. And 70 yards. Yeah, I was going to say, they're great against receivers. They are terrible. I would say they're the, they might be the worst team uh, against tight ends. So it's kind of interesting. Um, comment here. Oh, uh, it's DST in this game? No, right? No. Uh, no. Okay. Got to read a comment here from John. Uh, Adam, you're an idiot. It needs to be facing up to see the eight ball response float up to the top. And he's absolutely right. There's really not much wrong <laughs> with, with this eight ball. <laughs> I have not used one of these in like three decades, so I'm sorry, but that is true. You do just have to face it. It's still, eh, still kind of wonky. But yeah, okay. Thank you for the tip. Uh, from now on, if you have any comments about the games we are previewing, if you have any starter sit questions, please ask them in the chat. I'll start looking for them. And we'll go to San Francisco at Jacksonville. This is what Doug Peterson said. I'm not going to read the quote. I'll just sum up what Doug Peterson said about Trevor Lawrence's low touchdown numbers. He said that Travis Etienne's running for a lot of touchdowns, that the Jaguars are winning games and they're not throwing that much, and they've also had some turnovers near the end zone, and that's hurt. Trevor Lawrence's touchdown numbers. And yeah, it really has. He's just very un- unlucky there, or whatever it is, not getting it done. Uh, stat a combination of, of factors. Yeah. Stat of the game, the 49ers allow the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. So how confident are you, uh, Jamie, in... I know, you're, you, I know you like Kirk, but how confident are you in general in the passing game for the Jaguars? I think we'll kind of get a similar game script to what we've been getting most of the season where Trevor Lawrence will play well, but I don't think he's going to have a big fantasy day. He's only been over 20 fantasy points once and never got to 22 points. So, excuse me, 20 points twice and hasn't gotten to 22 points yet. So he'll get numbers from his receivers, and that includes Evan Ingram, but I just don't think we're going to have a big game for him. He's had a tough time getting to multiple touchdowns consistently. And look, San Francisco's defense clearly has been struggling lately, but now the addition of Chase Young, which has kind of been the problem, is you know they, they've been pressuring the quarterback. They haven't been sacking the quarterback. I think now that pressure will turn into some sacks, and we'll see how this offensive line holds up. They're also coming off a bye at home. So I think, Lawrence, you just kind of treat him as how you've been treating him, and I think you treat the receivers the same way. You know, Kirk and Ridley are in the number two receiver range. Ridley, hopefully, with the game that he had against Pittsburgh, is the start of maybe a strong finishing kick where he was more productive than we've seen prior to that. So I haven't really changed my opinion on him, to be honest with you. Well, Ridley's been pretty matchup dependent. And on paper, this is a good matchup. They give up the third most points to wide receivers. But one thing they, they do, Heath, um, they, they just see a lot of targets. It's not that they're so bad on a per-target basis, but yeah, like fourth lowest yards per catch to wide receivers, San Francisco. But they've seen the third most wide receiver targets in the NFL because teams don't run on them. ETN gets like 20 carries every week. So I don't know how you have it projected or how you see it playing out, but uh, Lawrence has thrown more when they've lost. I'm hoping, I don't know that they'll lose, but I'm hoping for more volume. And I just don't know what that means for ETN and whatnot, but how does it work out? Yeah, I'm not projecting a big change from Jacksonville's run pass rates for the season. So I, this is not a game where I think they get blown out and throw a bunch because of that. I think they can still have a little bit of success running the ball with ETN. And it's not like they require, like they average less than four yards per carry and they still run it 20 times per game. They're okay with doing that. Um, so I, I just got Ridley and Kirk kind of projected as low-end number two wide receivers that have more upside than that. I expect the San Francisco defense to be better than they've been the last few weeks. 
You like Garrett Wilson or a Jaguars wide receiver? Wilson. Wilson. You like Garrett Wilson or a 49ers wide receiver? Wilson. 49ers. If this is really if the, let's if the Browns Ravens game is really a I'd I don't want to start very many people. Is do you guys think this is a good offensive game? Is the opposite of that? Like we're excited to start most players in this game? I don't think it's a huge offensive game. I mean, we've seen Jacksonville and how they've sort of operated. They're feel like a team that's fine just getting their win and going home. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 saw them play a tough defense earlier this season with Kansas City. It was a low scoring affair on both sides of the ball. That's mostly because the Chiefs don't have a good quarterback anymore, according to Adam. <laughs> um, but I, I would not be surprised if this is a, you know, almost a similar game to what we saw with Pittsburgh. How, you know, 20 to 13, whatever the score was between the Jaguars and the Steelers. You know, this is going to be a slugfest. The Jaguars defense is not a slouch. You know, they're playing very well. And so in their building, this is a statement game for them. You know, can they hang with what is what what is still considered one of the best teams in the NFL? I think they will. Um, I'm sure they're probably feeling a little disrespected that they're underdogs at home. So, you know, that that matters. I, I don't think it will be a high-scoring game, but we're starting both running backs. We're starting both tight ends. Right. In a three-wide receiver league, we're starting four wide receivers. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but how much of that, though, is just a byproduct of who's off this week, too? Like, where, where I mean... I'm trying to Trevor, think of Trevor who Lawrence I would sit. On, Trevor Lawrence on a week with four prominent, three prominent quarterbacks off is not a top-12 quarterback for me. Oh, Trevor Lawrence, I don't think is a top 12 quarterback for me. Or he might be 11. You guys like Purdy like, better, right? Purdy? I, I think the QBs are the least, the guys I'm least optimistic about. But you you just laid it out that we're starting all the receivers and all the tight ends. Right. So where, where's the push and pull there? <laughs> you know, like, well, I'll tell you who I'm nervous about is Kittle. Because there haven't, there haven't been a lot of games where everyone's been healthy, but he's, he gets almost no targets when they're all healthy. Um, he did have the three touchdown game against Dallas, but uh, I mean, I, to me, there's only been three games where Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo were all healthy and did not leave with an injury. Ayuk has 21 targets in those three games. McCaffrey 16. Kittle has 11, and Debo had 10. But what, one of those games was we were calling him Decoy Samuel because he didn't even have a target in that game. So I don't even know. I don't even know if that game counts. Well, he was hurt. He'd already been hurt by that point. But he played a normal snap share. So, again, I don't know. Even Does that mean there are only two games I can count? That's a very small sample size. But the bottom line is— I don't think is, there are even two. I think Ayuk left one of those two early. I think there's only been one game where they've all played No, I healthy. think two. I hope two. Okay. But it, either way, it's not a lot to go by. But Kittle really—Kittle has taken off without— Debo Samuel in the last three weeks. Of course, but that's what we said at the beginning of the season. That's yeah. going to be tough for all three of these guys to be consistent. And the one that we feared the most was Kittle based on what we saw last year. Plus, you have a situation where this Jaguars defense, somehow, some way, Josh Allen, give him credit, you know, the other Josh Allen, they're getting pressure on quarterbacks. And typically when we see that, especially if Trent Williams doesn't play, as far as I know, he still hasn't been practicing, right? No, he um, didn't practice yesterday. So that means he's probably chipping more, blocking more in terms of Kittle. And that's going to limit his route participation. I know I had a lot of questions in the chat from this game. But first of all, you do like Purdy over over Lawrence? I have Lawrence one spot higher. Oh, you do? I have Purdy one spot higher. Purdy or Kyler? Right now Purdy. I have it per, Purdy, Kyler, Lawrence. But I might put Kyler ahead of Purdy. I'm thinking about 21 points from Purdy. Six point per passing touchdown. How does that feel? He's another guy that hasn't been great on the road. Um. Okay. 
Jaguars aren't great against quarterbacks, so I think they give up the tenth most points. And any good quarterback has had a good game against the Jaguars. Except Mahomes, right? <sighs> he had a good game, didn't he? I'm kidding. I'm just playing into your narrative. Yeah, he had 25. No, he's one of the rare bad quarterbacks that had a good game. Uh, <laughs> 25 points. Did you? I'm sorry. You answered Purdy or Kyler? Right now, I have it Purdy over Kyler, but I may switch it. Purdy for me. Okay. Um, Ridley or Debo? PPR. Debo. Um, Debo. Stroud or Lawrence? We definitely like Stroud there. Kittle or Ferguson, PPR? Ferguson. I think I've got Kittle one spot higher. Purdy or Sam Howell? Howell. Howell. Oh! Lawrence or Kyler? Lawrence. Kyler. Okay. Um, I, I will ask some questions about this game. And uh, I don't know. I think we kind of covered it. Uh, Kittle, uh, who do you, which tight end do you like better, Kittle or Ingram? Ingram. Um, Ingram. And Ingram or Schultz? Schultz. Ingram for me. Okay. Lawrence or Derek Carr? Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence. Geno Smith against Washington or Trevor Lawrence? Lawrence. Um, Lawrence. Okay. And since Ridley has been so polarizing, uh, would you start Ridley or DeAndre Hopkins against Tampa Bay? Hopkins. That's should be a layup. Ridley or Ridley or mm, Chris Godwin against Tennessee. Godwin. Godwin. And Ridley or DK Metcalf? Ridley. Oh, it's close. Uh, I'm going to go Ridley. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to go Metcalf. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, oh, Niners DST. Any interest? How are we feeling about them? Low end starter. Yeah, that sounds right. We'll see how. Uh, I, ho- I, hope, I hope for people that are sticking with them that the Chase Young edition is huge. Hope so. All right, we'll talk about Cleveland. I'll talk about Cleveland Baltimore right now. Then we'll take a break after that game. This one shouldn't take too long. But your stat of the game is that Amari Cooper has 90 or more yards in three or four games with a healthy Deshaun Watson. So I was a little surprised at how negative you guys were on him. But you are I, I assume you are expecting the Baltimore Ravens to win this game and to keep the Browns pretty low scoring. Yes. They just lost another offensive lineman. They are Still, I think, dealing with a struggling quarterback. And this defense is fantastic. Uh, Jerome Ford. How do we feel about him this week, Heath? Jerome Ford. Uh, very, the very definition of a borderline number two running back. He's the either the end of the guys you feel okay starting or the beginning of the blob. Hmm. Um, you hope that he catches a bunch of passes because I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages two yards per carry. Jerome Ford in the last seven games is the number 18 running back per game. Uh, that's since the Nick Chubb injury. And that includes a game where he was shockingly played and split three ways with Strong and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, by the way, has scored a touchdown in three straight games. He's 
around 30th or so, maybe a little lower than that in the rankings. Um, who's the best running back? Who's the highest ranked running back in this game? Ford. Ford. Um, I think I might have Edwards one spot higher. Okay. Why did you guys rank Edwards ahead of Keaton Mitchell? I don't think that's happening yet, that Keaton Mitchell's overtaking Edwards for playing time. I I th- I think, and I, I said this earlier in the week, but we find out where Keaton Mitchell is on the Jaleel McLaughlin, Devon Chen me- measuring stick because he's he's Great somewhere one. he's somewhere in between those guys. And I like I wouldn't if he comes out and busts like another three more twenty yard runs or something, then he might just take the job. It might be a, a Mostert Edwards situation where he's just too much better. Well, I've got some news for you, Heath. The stars say no, according to the eight ball. About what? About him busting out three 30-yard runs or whatever you said. Okay. Yeah. Just, just sorry. Trying to, oh, oh almost dropped it. <laughs> um, okay. So try to avoid the running backs if you can. You start Deontay Foreman over all these running backs? Yes. yes. Start Najee Harris over them? Yes. I like Najee this week. I have Ford ahead of Najee, but everybody else is behind him. Zay Flowers, starter sit. He's in that George Pickens number three wide receiver range for me. You've seen this movie once. Week four was bad. Week four was bad. Three catches for 56 yards on four targets. Browns allowed the second fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Um Mark Andrews, yes. What about Najoku? How do you like Najoku Kittle Ingram? How do you rank them? Ingram, Kittle, Najoku. That sounds right. Najoku or Taysom Hill? Hill. Taysom. Logan Thomas or Najoku? Thomas by one. Thomas. Oh, okay. So is Najoku in your top 12? No. No. Okay. All right, now we're going to take a break. Ravens DST is top three. Start them. I don't think I missed anything in that game, right? You're like not starting... Watson, Lamar Jackson's a start. Uh, one of you has him ahead of Stroud. One of you doesn't. But start Lamar Jackson. And, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We talked a lot about Cooper. I'm just, okay, okay. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Green Bay at Pittsburgh. I think a pretty interesting game. Two terrific quarterbacks. We'll see. We'll talk about this game when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. Green Bay's at Pittsburgh. We have four games left here. The stat of the game for this one, the Steelers allow the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers, the second most completions of 20 or more yards, including seven to Tennessee uh, in week nine. Seven completions of 20 or more yards last week. And the sixth most completions of 20 or more air yards. So teams throw on them, and they get big, explosive plays on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jamie, does that mean anything for you when you look at this Green Bay offense? None. (laughs) None. Which is sad because, you know, so many high expectations for Watson this year, and they've been unfulfilled by leaps and bounds. And part of it is him dropping the ball and not staying healthy. Part of it is, you know, Jordan Love and his struggles to, you know, take his game to the next level. And he's just been struggling. Five straight games with 19 points or less. I think the Steelers' defense is getting healthy at the right time. This is basically when they had their strong finishing kick last year from this point forward when they got T.J. Watt back. And here we go again, you know, getting Cam Hayward back. Hopefully they get Mako Fitzpatrick back, you know, for for the Steelers' DST managers. But really just for, for Pittsburgh fans, you know, you get that defense playing like it is. Right now, all four teams in the AFC North are in the playoffs. And, you know, this is a, this is a really difficult team to have success against going into their building. We saw what they did to a young quarterback last week. It's going to be tough for another young quarterback this week. All right, so Sid Jordan Love and Aaron Jones is a starter, but around 20. The only so. Packer starter. Yeah, okay. And Musgrave? No. Behind Njoku? Uh, do you think uh, there's a chance that Christian Watson doesn't play? I know he's not in the concussion protocol, but he had other injuries. I thought he practiced in full yesterday. All right, so he's going to play then. Um, Kenny Pickett is a sit. Heath, we had to pick up Kenny Pickett in the uh, in our Superflex League, and I think we have to start him this week. So wonderful stuff. And yeah, our, we're we're bad again. We're bad again. Green Bay allows the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. So even better news. Uh, only <laughs> Kirk Cousins has thrown multiple touchdown passes against Green Bay. You may not care about this stat because you're not you don't care about Kenny Pickett, but this is definitely a wide receiver stat here. Right? Again, only one team has thrown multiple touchdown passes against the Green Bay Packers. Um, but you guys, you say you love Deontay Johnson this week? Top 10 receiver. Right, yeah, right there with Marquise Brown as a, a top 12 guy for sure. And George Pickens. Um, he only ran five go routes last week. That was cool, but he ran 23 the week before. But uh, we don't like go routes. They're not very good for fantasy. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, do, you, do we get, are we squeaky wheeling this? I mean, is this a squeaky wheel game? It can be, but again, I think you're still treating him as a number three fantasy receiver that's got more boom bust than anything else. It, it's definitely a squeaky wheel game. They're not infallible, though. Like, it's, we don't have a hundred percent success rate on squeaky wheels. It's like sixty to seventy percent. We had one I, last uh, week that didn't come through. Who was it? Devante. Hmm. Yeah. Devontae got got seven targets on 25 pass attempts. I just want to point that out last week. So he did get a ton of targets, at least his target share. Go ahead, Heath. I I think Pickens is Gabe Davis with the worst quarterback right now. I can't really find a reason to start him. What's a reason to start him? Just his big playability? He could score you 14 fantasy points on one play. Yeah, we could also see if Jair Alexander is out. That that could help him. Alexander missed practice on Wednesday. I, I think he's probably going to play. Uh, the Packers have allowed 15 or more PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in every game that wasn't started by Brett Rippon. So that streak came to an end last week, but 
They usually give up a good game to one wide receiver. Only once have multiple wide receivers scored more than 12 fantasy points, and that was Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne in Week 8. So that's typically how it goes with the Packers. One receiver's good, and typically not two. Um, Last week was also the first game without Russell Douglas. True. And it was against Brett Rippon. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking last week into account. Uh, Steelers DST is top three. Packers DST low-end starters. They only have 20 sacks in eight games. Let me just give some Aaron Jones ors before we move on here since he's, I guess, a little bit interesting. Um, and I seem to like him a lot more than you guys do. Uh, Aaron Jones or Saquon Barkley? Barkley. Yeah. Hmm. Aaron Jones or Javante Williams? Kind of a similar situation here. Jones or Javante against the Bills? Javante. Yeah, I think I've got Javante higher. Aaron Jones or a Lions running back against the Chargers? Both Lions running backs. Both Lions running backs. Really? I would I would take Jones over Gibbs in non PPR. But I but that's the thing, like in non PPR, because in full PPR, I think Jones could have more catches than Gibbs. I think that's what we're missing here. Five or more targets in three straight games. What else do you want? And this guy has a track record of catching a lot of passes. Gibbs Well, five targets from Jordan Love might be three catches. <laughs> you know, I, I think we can look at at like we think Lamar Jackson played well last week, right? And didn't score a lot of fantasy points. He was like twenty one of twenty six or something. Jordan Love was twenty of twenty six for two hundred and thirty something yards last week. He actually give him credit. He played well with a healthyish team for the first time. It was a step in the right direction. Yes. And yeah, maybe Aaron Jones being healthy was part of that. Christian Watson made a nice deep catch late in the game. Um, but uh, I don't know. All right, fine. You guys. I like Aaron Jones more than you do. You know what? You know what? Uh, can't say now, according to the eight ball, whatever that means. <laughs> Moving on to our <laughs> to our next game, the Colts and the Patriots. You had to make a bad investment. Yes. Twelve. Yeah, I could get a lot for twelve. I could go to Chipotle, get one of those carne asadas for twelve bucks. This piece of crap. Um, stat of the game in his last three games, Michael Pittman has scored 16.3, 18, and 14.4 PPR fantasy points. He did that against Cleveland, New Orleans, and Carolina. They are ranked second, 12th, and 4th in PPR fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Michael Pittman went through the gauntlet of his schedule and was a must-start guy. So that's just awesome to see. I heard it was a lot of luck. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Maybe the Colts game. Um, Patriots are 24th against that, that Colts game was very lucky. You're right. Which which Colts game for Michael Pittman All are you Saints talking game. about? <laughs> Saints game. Sorry. It was the eight ball that said Colts. Saints game. Um, anyway, New England's 24th against wide receivers. They've faced actually maybe the hardest group of wide receivers in the NFL. It's crazy. But uh, who do we like? Heath, who does a, a good or great start in this game? Uh, Michael Pittman is a good and great start. Top 10 wide receiver. Jonathan Taylor is a uh, top 10, top maybe top six running back. You're starting Ramondre Stevenson. He's the start of the week. And that's it. I like Aaron Jones better than Ramondre Stevenson. Bam! Let's go, Jamie. Your start of the week versus mine. Okay. Uh, sure. All right. Uh, all right. What's yeah, the bet? I loser shaves lines into their head? <laughs> you know I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> loser, loser owes someone twelve dollars. Why can't you do that? That's the stupidest thing. No, I've I can ever do heard. it now. I can do it now. You know, look, I'm trying to. 
I'm trying to like make new friends. I'm in a new town, meeting new people. <laughs> There's no better way than to have <laughs> a crazy walking, haircut. I can't be walking around looking like an Adidas commercial. No, like, I like your haircut. Yeah, you just a, tell it's them a conversation what? starter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know how many people stared at me like I'm a crazy person because I did it? Did they? No. Like, so how about uh, Demario Douglas this week? How are we feeling about him? Would you start him over Cooper or Adams? Uh, not yet, but he's right behind those guys. Yeah, projections-wise, I have him. I have Douglas, Pickens, Cooper, and Zay Flowers all within three-tenths of a point of each other. So that's the range that he's in, that that low-end number three or high-end number four wide receiver range. Are there any good running backs that have bad matchups this week? Um, ETN. Um, maybe Henry? I'm wondering if you would start Ramondre Stevenson over any big names. Would you start him over Henry? I know you're not going to start him over ETN. I am starting him over Henry, yes. Bijan or Ramondre? Ramondre. Heath, you agree? Arthur Smith. Uh, Bijan. I've got Bijan and Henry ahead of Ramondre. Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith told me to start Ramondre over, over <laughs> Bijan. I'm sure it's a very pleasant conversation. How about he's the- just he's just waiting. He's just waiting for people to start sitting Bijan. Yeah. And then there here comes the here comes the 225 yard day with four touchdowns. He has our roster percentage numbers. Uh, yeah. How about the struggling Ken Walker well, against Washington? On the player page, everyone has our, our roster. No, he has the whole numbers. database. He doesn't have to go to every player page. <laughs> I guess really in this scenario, he has to go to one. But uh, uh, Ken Walker or Ramondre? Ramondre. Walker for me. Demario Douglas or Jerry Judy at Buffalo? Judy. I do have Judy just ahead of Douglas. I have something very exciting to tell you about Jerry Judy. I hope you guys, that's, I think it's our next game. I hope you're, you're, I hope you're I fired up. Wait. Yeah. Yes. We've waited an hour so far. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Magic 8 ball again. No, I'm not going to ask them. The 8 ball has no idea, this, this statistic. Okay. What am I missing in this game here? So, we love Taylor. Um, Hunter Henry. Top 12? No, he did not make your top 12. No excitement here? No. Seven targets last week? Got a touchdown? The Colts are actually amazing against tight ends. There's been one guy that's had a big game against them, and it was Taysom Hill on the ground. Yeah. Otherwise, they've allowed one receiving touchdown to a tight end. Yeah. I have no idea. I doubt Zaire Franklin has anything to do with that. Yeah, forget. He probably doesn't. Um. Okay. So, how about Juju? Juju is only – check his roster percentage. He's widely percent I saw last night. Yeah, nobody's taking it seriously. You know, he didn't really play that much last week, but his right. target per route run rate was extremely high. He ended up leading the team in receiving, and also he played pretty much exclusively out wide. He didn't really play at all in the slot. So I don't know if you like these trends for Juju. Also, Devontae Parker could be back. We'll keep that in mind. Heath, any interest here? I do not like the trends for Juju. He's playing fewer snaps than Jalen Rager. Like, I, it's good that when he's on the field, they're throwing it to him, but he's not a full-time player. I just don't think he's healthy, and I don't want to. I'm just kind of ignoring him. Would you? Start- Has there been like a bigger fall from grace for somebody that's not been hurt? For a guy I mean, who had hurt. 1,400 yards in his second season as an extremely young player, 
to have to follow it up with the kind of career he has had is actually pretty stunning. I I think it's I they were talking there was an article that came out this off season. Oh, the knee about how he never got healthy with the Chiefs and the Patriots after signed him. Apparently, I don't know if they do physicals or what, but they were shocked when he got to camp because he's just he doesn't have any knees. Mm, what a shame. We're talking about Juju Smith Schuster here. All right, I'm just gonna ask you a few uh, a few more questions. Would you start Demario Douglas in PPR or Najee Harris? Najee, I would go Douglas. Mm, Demario Douglas or James Cook. Cook. Cook feels safer, but man, he's due for a big game. Hopefully it's the Broncos elixir. That's the cure that he needs. Okay, you guys ready for uh don't start well Heath likes the Patriots DST, Jamie and Dave not so much. Ready for your Jerry Judy? I like the Colts DST better. Oh yeah, there they are. You have the Colts tenth. Heath has him twenty second. Ready for Jerry Judy's uh trend of the of the day? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Okay. Right. No. Okay, good. Uh, he's getting out of the slot. I love it. He's playing out wide more. The last two games have been by far his lowest slot rates. He played in the slot only 30% of the time uh, in week. They had a bye last week, so week eight. And I just think over his career, he's just been more productive when he's played out wide. And this year, he's been confined to the slot. So happy to see the shackles coming off a little bit there. Um, not saying it's going to translate necessarily, but it's it's good to see. All right. Buffalo's pretty easy, at least in terms of Allen and Diggs and Kincaid. But Cook and, and Gabe Davis are not necessarily easy. Do you like either of them this week, Jamie Eisenberg? Kincaid? No, uh, Cook and, and Gabe Davis. Oh. Um, I think Cook is a number two running back, mostly by default, because he's been anything but productive lately for fantasy managers. He's been getting a lot of the trap back type of work when he's not been involved in the passing game. And that's the scary part because I think if there was one thing you say, okay, this might be the thing you can hang your hat on is that he'll be used as a pass catcher. And we saw that earlier in the season. It just has disappeared completely, but it's the Broncos. And we know that defense has been bad for the majority of the season. They have gotten better lately. We've noted that when they've gotten healthy or the last three or four games, I think it started to occur or two or three games. So three games, um, yeah. for, for cook. And this is scary to even think based on how the season has gone, but I like Najee Harris better. I like Deontay Foreman better than James cook this week. And that's in PPR. I really skipped over this yeah, I, running backs. Holy cow. I am sorry. We got to get them. We got to incorporate them a little bit here. Cause I, I totally missed them. Heath, go ahead. I basically view cook as if I have two running backs, I like, I can consider him, but otherwise he's my second. RB, RB. I don't like Najee as much as Jamie does, so I've got Cook ahead of him. But I, I will probably put Deontay Foreman ahead of him when I get the rankings updated after the show. Why do you like Najee Harris so much? Because for me, he gives me like a lot of nausea. He gives a lot of people a lot of nausea, and that's that's clever. Um, the reason I like Najee Harris is the same thing that we saw. I'll go back to what I referenced. When their defense started to get better, this is, I think, what this offense is going to turn into. And it's as favorable a game script as you can find struggling offense in their building. They're favored. So it's not like they're going to be chasing points. I think he finds a way to score. Now, Devondre Campbell coming back has made this Packers run defense better, but I do think that this is still a situation where Najee's kind of getting that 20 touch workload and will grind his way to 12 to 15 PPR points. Okay. And Heath, why don't you like Najee Harris? I mean, I, (laughs) 
I do think the Packers' run defense is is no longer a good matchup. They might be a bad matchup, but it's just kind of mid. I I think the Steelers win, but I don't know that they have the type of big lead to where they can just pound the ball with Najee for an entire quarter. Oh, they don't. And need he's a still big been lead bad for most of the year. Yeah, they don't need a big lead to do that though. That that that's down three, down seven, up three, up seven. Like that's just how they're going to operate. They're going to try and keep this game as low scoring as they can and win a field goal fast. So. But, yeah, if if they're making that switch flip that Jamie's talking about, I think that's true. But like they've won five games this year, and there's only two games where he has more than 14 carries. Yeah, he needs to score. I think basically when you look at it, he's more he's getting more catches lately, but he's not playing on third down, so they're just throwing him more on first and second down, which is weird. That could go away, but he you know basically needs to score. He scored in two of his last three games. Um, all right, back to this game here. So Russell Wilson. Startable? What do you? Think? I'll give you twenty points over under for Russell Wilson. Six point per passing touchdown. Right, right on. Out. Yep. Twenty. Really? Okay. He has thrown for less than two hundred yards in four straight games. Oh my God! How is that possible? Because Denver runs the fewest plays per game in the NFL, and they're twenty eighth in time of possession. It's just they're just scoring a lot of touchdowns. He's throwing a lot of touchdowns. Um, not throwing a lot of passes, though, and that's really hurting specifically Jerry Judy. Uh, Javante Williams, you guys like? You like Javante better than James Cook? Yes. Yeah, and I like this Bills matchup in particular. If you go look at the fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks by the Bills, they look like they are still a difficult matchup. They did not give up more than 17 points to a quarterback the first six weeks of the season. The last three weeks, 23 points for Mac Jones, 24 points for Baker Mayfield, and then what Joe Burrow did last week. It's not a difficult matchup. Absolutely. And I think that really coincides with the Tredavious White and the Matt Milano injuries. Um, and uh, and also for running backs, Javante, the Denver Broncos lead the NFL in running back target rate. They throw, yep. percentage-wise, the most targets to their running backs. Um, they don't throw a lot of passes, but they when they do, they throw it to their running backs. And that includes first and second down, uh, which is where Javante plays. And the Bills have allowed three or more catches to a running back in every game and the fifth most receiving yards per game to running backs. So that should be a pretty good part of Javante Williams' game. Uh, sitting Julio McLaughlin, he has three straight games with 5.6 to 6.2 PPR fantasy points. and then But roster him. Yes, roster him. And then uh, if, if Samaj P. Ryan would just go away and it could just be those two, they could both be useful. How do we feel about Sutton and Judy? And uh, who's this after Diggs? Who's the second best wide receiver? We shouldn't forget about Shakir. Who's the second best wide receiver in this game after Diggs? Judy. I've got Sutton at 28 and Judy at 31. So just barely Sutton over Judy. Okay. Uh, thoughts on Shakir? Uh, desperate desperation number four receiver, bye week potential, but not a safe start. Roster don't start. Kincaid is the man. Start him. Bills DSTs fourteenth for Jamie, ninth for Dave, and fifth for Heath. At least it was yesterday. Um, and there you go. Jet move that down. You gonna move them down? Okay. Last game, Jets at Raiders. Talked a lot about this, but. Jamie, uh, sum up Jets at Raiders in 30 seconds. Start Brees Hall, start Garrett Wilson, start the Jets DST, 
Start Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, number three receivers at best. And Raiders DST. And Raiders DST must start. Which DST do you guys like better? Jets. Jets. But we like the Raiders quite a bit, right? Yes. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, um, they just took on a struggling offensive line with a struggling quarterback and got eight sacks. <laughs> the, the Chargers just sacked Zach Wilson eight times. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, okay, so... Be very happy. Be very, very happy right now if you have... Um, what is Max's last name? Why am I blanking on it? Crosby? Crosby. I want to say Connor. Ma- Max Crosby's uh, in your in your IDP league. How good is that guy? He is... He is the most intense, like all out guy. I love Max Crosby. I can't wait. Who's to the watch defensive him. player of the year right now? Miles Garrett. I feel like people have more or less concluded that he's defensive player of the year. That game he had a few weeks ago, or he blocked a punt, he blocked a field goal, he forced a fumble in the end zone. I think he had like two fumbles forced. Um, that's my pick, but I, I don't know. You guys have a strong take on that? No. I mean, it's it's between I think him, T.J. Watt, still. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's Garrett. I bet. I bet you could find odds on that. Brees Hall's top Carl five. Davis probably in there too. Garrett Wilson. Heath, you're a little lower on Garrett Wilson. Dave and Jamie have him eighth in PPR. You have him eighteenth. Yeah, he's you're starting Garrett Wilson. Okay. I'd be nice if he scored a touchdown. It is weird. You might find this interesting to know. The Raiders they give up the seventh fewest points to wide receivers. They've allowed seven touchdown catches to wide receivers in nine games, which actually isn't that great. Um, but they don't—they just don't give up big plays. They're, in fact, these two teams, the Raiders and the Jets, give up the fewest big plays. Big play—you can define a big play however you want. I define it as a twenty-plus-yard play, passing play. Uh, in, in this case, the Jets and the Raiders give up the fewest big passing plays in football. One of those makes sense. The Raiders—you might have been shocked to know that. Um, they see the second lowest air yards per pass attempt. Teams don't throw deep on them, but that's fine. Garrett Wilson gets 13 targets every week now. So, uh, Tyler Conklin, I'm, is a dart throw, like deep league. He's, deep league. Yeah. Um, he's got four games with 50 or more yards, but he doesn't have a touchdown this year. Sid O'Connell. Jay, any By the way, I, I tested your tight end theory in a league yesterday where I have Mark Andrews and picked up Dalton Kincaid. And I went looking to see, can I trade Kincaid or Andrews to somebody? And I could not find a roster, including the Dallas Goddard manager, that needed a tight end. False. If I have Najoku, Komet, Ferguson, and any of but those But you have guys, to give up something to get those. Fine, to, but, but to get Mark Andrews, I would, I would give up a lot to get Mark Andrews and, and upgrade over my sometimes good, sometimes bad tight end. Kincaid, I don't know. Because I, know they, I know what I would be asking for, and they would just say no. Well, you know what, Jamie? The bottom line is you're never going to have to face Dalton Kincaid or Mark Andrews, and that's a beautiful that's feeling. I'm going to play them both this week. <laughs> you should. Any hesitation on Josh Jacobs, by the way? No. No. All right. This game's in the books, and that's it for, uh, for our show today. Thanks, guys. All right. Prediction for tonight? Pain. <laughs> Under. Yeah. Under. Okay, great. I'll take Bears. Uh, revenge game galore for Foreman and more. Said the eight ball, never more. Um, this is a question from Aaron. If Justin Fields doesn't play tonight, why the hell wouldn't Chicago put Fields on IR? 
it, you can't retroactively. They didn't know. You can't retroactively do it. Yeah, it, it, it's not like baseball. If they put him on IR now, he misses the next four games. So they messed up. It was, it's a little longer than they thought. But uh, hopefully next week he's back. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tonight. Live stream at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today.